Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Have I mentioned it recently that I'm a really big procrastinator? Yeah, I am. And you would think with all of this newly found time on my hands, I would have a bunch of spring in my step, prepping and uploading these episodes (laughs) for my podcast early. Well, let's just say that it's 12.28 (laughs) a.m., on Wednesday. And in an hour and a half, this episode will be presented to you for your listening enjoyment. So this week, I'm sharing with you a voice memo that I recorded when I was away the last weekend of January at the support system retreat. And the support system is a transformational women's group that was founded by Sherry Salata. And this was my first in-person retreat event with them. And I'm still unpacking it. So I had a really impactful weekend away. And I think I'm in this age right now of my life where I am incredibly introspective. And I feel like I am trying to kind of put myself under the microscope to see old patterns, to see ways of being, to see how I can shift and change and kind of rewire things to up-level my life. And so the first night of this retreat, I had a really big soul-stirring encounter. And it was so big that At almost 1 a.m. in the morning, I just decided to turn on my phone and try to capture all of the thoughts that were going through my head. So this is sort of real-time captured thoughts of Karen Osborne (laughs) Um, as I kind of just take a deep dive into my life and how I've come to be how I am. Just a little caveat. I was recording this in the middle of the night on my phone, in my jammies, in my lovely little um, room at the Haven House at Serenby. And so the sound quality may not be all the best. And yeah, I'm just letting you hear it as it came out. So pardon any of the, you know, volume changes and shuffling that happens in there. Um, just roll with it. So, so here you go. My voice memo from Friday, January 26th, 2024. Since before Christmas, I have been having some significant pain 
in my neck, in my back, in my shoulder. And it has plagued me so much, I finally went to the doctor. Um, and I went to my chiropractor. And mind you, okay, preface this. It is uh, 12.45 Georgia time. I'm a California girl, so that makes that about nine something. But I have been up. I was up for 22 hours <laughs> before packing for this trip. So I am a bit sleep deprived. And because of this neck and shoulder pain I've been having, I've not been sleeping well for ages since before Christmas. So in traveling and getting ready to travel, I went to the chiropractor probably at least six times in a two and a half week span because it's been really, really bothering me. Um, and I had back surgery in 2019. And <laughs> this, is a, this is a thing too, because I think that in the sandwich generation, while well, I'm tending to my children and my parents, oftentimes I do not tend to myself. And that includes, you know, going get, to get physicals or mammograms or whatever it is. Um, oftentimes the, those are really late in the game for me. So when I was having all the trouble with my back, first of all, I convinced myself that it was a muscle issue. And I thought, oh, I, I've been sitting too long. Oh, I need to stretch more. Oh, you know, maybe it's just exercise. And I lived with pain in my back for well over a year before ending up going to see somebody about it. And I went through all the different modalities. I had acupuncture. I had um, stretch therapy. I saw the chiropractor. I saw a myofascial release practitioner. Um, I did everything I could possibly think of to help with the pain in my back. And I just kept going as <laughs> I just tend to do. I kept going without making time to go get this checked out. So it finally got to the point where I, from the Pasadena area, got assigned to do a trial in Long Beach. Now for, I don't know, I'm trying to think for non-LA people, that is probably, I'm guessing, I don't know, like maybe a little over 30 miles. I'm guessing. I'd have no idea from, from where I live. Um, and at the time, my back was in such a state where I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't exercise, I couldn't move without a lot of pain. I couldn't walk my dog. Um, well, I could walk my dog, but I couldn't 
do the poop pickup because it was so hard to bend. Um, And at one point, I was like one of those fountains. I had my leg kicked out because I would try every to find every body position where I could find a tad bit of relief. And I so I had my back leg out like one of those fountains and then one leg outstretched <laughs> like the little water fountains where it's the drip, 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 drip. And finally it gets heavy enough where the water can pour out of the the little, you know, receptacle. Anyway, um, so I feel like my brain is going a million miles an hour processing and putting these little pieces together. So I do all of these things. My back pain is excruciating. I end up doing this trial in Long Beach and I had to actually petition the office to get me a hotel down there because the pain driving back and forth was horrific and it was taking me so long to get to and from the courthouse that by the time I got home and had to prep for the next day of testimony I was getting little to no sleep so when I finished that trial (laughs) and the judge actually had to give a little uh admonishment a little not admonishment but um had to you know, told told the jury, <laughs> told the jury that um, due to a, you know, my condition, I might be getting up and moving around during testimony and when other people are talking. And so it was that bad that I, I was unable to stay in any one position long, you know, very long without really suffering. Um... Okay, (laughs) I am so, this is so wild. I feel like I have to capture it though in the moment because it's in my head just going really quickly. Okay, so I finish the trial. I go to the doctor. The doctor says, okay, well, we're going to put you on this steroid course and that should help reduce the inflammation and relieve your pain. But you can't take any other, if you've been taking over-the-counter stuff, you can't take anything else. No pain relief medication. And it's one of those medication packs where you start with, you know, seven pills. And then it goes down to five and it gradually decreases until you finish the entire pack. Well, I followed the doctor's instructions And I could not tolerate the pain. And I have a really high tolerance for pain. I gave birth to a baby in a moving car. I mean, I I can do a lot of stuff and withstand a lot of stuff. But the pain was so excruciating and I couldn't sleep because of it. So I'm completely exhausted and worn out. I... It got so bad that I called the doctor back. He wanted me to finish the whole seven-day course or whatever. And I couldn't, I didn't make it past day two without calling and saying, 
this isn't working for me. I need to come in. So finally, when I went in, he authorized the MRI. The MRI revealed that I had a very large cyst in my lumbar spine in in one of the facet joints. And so that led me to having the back surgery ultimately. And so (laughs) here's the wild thing. So in my search for a surgeon to do this back surgery, because they said, well, we can try to drain it and stuff, but there's a, I think they said an 85% chance or greater that the cyst will reoccur. Or we can do surgery and it reduces it to, it may have been single digit percentages. I was like, yeah, let's do this surgery because I am not going to go through this pain ever again. I do not want it or wish it on anyone. So the one, the doctor that ended up doing my surgery though, was actually my second choice. My first choice was a doctor that I went to at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. And his name is Dr. Bay, B-A-E. And I went to Dr. Bay. And Dr. Bay comes highly recommended. I sat with him and he has it all. Like he had the, you know, expertise and the reviews from patients and uh, the bedside manner. I mean, he was able to communicate and really answer questions. And he was the whole package, real deal. I was like, wow, I want him to do my surgery. Well, then he told me, you know, I don't take insurance. I only take Medicare. Um, And I was like, okay, well, I cannot. (laughs) I cannot have a back surgery. And pay for it out of pocket. (laughs) I just can't. Uh, So, okay. Put a pin in that. So I am here right now in Georgia at our TSS, the support system retreat in Chat Hills, Georgia. We arrived today. There are about 40 of us. And let me tell you. This, it it was described tonight. Okay, let me back up. (laughs) Most of us in the support system know each other virtually through a screen, on Zoom, doing group calls. Very few of us have met, you know, people in person. I've been really lucky and I have met a number of people in person, but the majority of the people at this retreat, I have not met ever before in my life. And I'm going to just tell you this about the magic of this support system. 
The vibe here when we all arrived and we gathered for our first session, there were no strangers. There were no strangers. There was none of that meeting in real life for the first time. Like, it, it, it's as if we have known each other for a lifetime. And I, I mean, I think this is really key for me to, because as I try to support Linny, one of the things that's been really hard is difficulty having that, that friend group, you know, that go to, you go to school, you know, the two, three, four, whatever of you hang out and you have just a crew. Linny has not had that. And I, I know for me, I, how can I describe this? I had it. I had it, right? I had a different experience. I, people would say, I think, and have told me, I was quote unquote, as people have told me, popular. And I was very involved. I will say that. I was involved in a lot of things. I was involved in student government. I was involved in choir and madrigals and um, all of these things. And so I did have always what I call an anchor friend. The one person that you connect with and kind of you can wax and wane and kind of fall. You go out of touch for a little while, but then come back together and pick up exactly where you left off. And so I have that friend and I've had that friend since seventh grade. Um, and so talking about the parenting thing, I had that connection, that sense of belonging. It is something that my child yearns for and hasn't had. So for me, as a parent, I have been doing my absolute best to encourage and support Linny and give Linny hope that this too shall pass that maybe high school just isn't the place where you find your people. Maybe that'll come elsewhere. And I say all this because going back to this reunion of strangers, let's call it that, today at this retreat, it um, hmm, it just never would have occurred to me in my life that some of the closest, dearest, most compassionate, supportive friends that I would make in my life have been born through a screen. These 
virtual friendships, these virtual connections that I have. Just, it's been the, the portal for me to f- connect with and form some incredible relationships with people. There are people that I know here at this retreat that know more intimate details about my life than I think people who have known me my entire life. So that is that. Okay, I know this is kind of going to be all over the map. At any rate, going back to the retreat tonight, I've been having this really bad neck and shoulder pain. I get to the retreat and in the sessions, I'm really suffering and it's just starting to plague me. So I kind of move my chair around. I realize I'm kind of sitting twisted and that's aggravating my neck. And I'm standing up, I'm sitting down, I'm moving. And so as our session this evening ended, by the way, this is also the first time I'm meeting Sherry Salata in person after two plus years of um, connection online. So I, you know, see Sherry after the session and Sherry says to me, you know, she checks in, is like, what's up, you know, and I start to explain how I'm having this neck and shoulder pain. And it just so happens that our speaker for tonight was medical intuitive Christine Lang. And Sherry said, oh, let me take you to Christine. You know, (laughs) so basically, as I'm sitting at dinner and there's this full room of a, you know, a lot of us gathered for dinner, Christine comes over to me and says, oh, Sherry said you're having some issues with your neck and your, your shoulder. And then, you know, proceeds to say, I'm going to just treat it with energy. I'm not going to touch or manipulate, you know, I am just going to open the flow of energy. Um, so as we, I'm sitting there and she says, take a deep breath. I take a deep breath. And then she comes around and looks at me. And here's the intuitive part and says, this pain is because my, okay, so spirit is telling me that this pain is because of something you said that you regret. And in that moment, as she said that, there's this just split second of perplexion, like, what? And then it hit me. It hit me that on my dad's birthday, December 13th, on my dad's birthday, I said something to my mother that caused her pain. It was not my intent to cause her pain, nor was it my intent to shame or 
hurt my mom in any way. Yet it did. And so when, as I started at the beginning, when I started having this neck pain initially, it was before Christmas. And then when Christine said that to me, she had asked me how long it had been going on. And I said, since before Christmas. And then she said that it was because of something I said that I regret. And then I remember that on December 13th, my father's birthday, I made this comment to my mom and she was hurt. And ever since then, I have been wanting to have a follow-up conversation with my mom, but I have not. And in fact, I mentioned this in a podcast. I'm going to have to go back and look at the date for it because I can't remember what I even called it or how it came up. But the bottom line is, (laughs) I've been wanting to have this conversation with my mom. And I'm fearful of having it because I, number one, don't want to wound my mother any more than I already have. Number two, I think, as I've said before on this podcast, my mother is a person who I think knows me best on this planet. And we have had the ability to talk about a lot, a lot, a lot of things um, at a deep level. And so I'm really concerned that my mom doesn't have the support system. Like I have the support system, um, literally and figuratively that, that I can process a lot of this stuff with. My mom shares a lot of things with me and confides a lot of things in me. And I think that's one of the roles that I have played in this sandwich is confidant. And so that can be a heavy weight to bear. (laughs) Tonight, somebody said to me, my beloved TSS sister, Teddy, said to me, there's a difference between caring and carrying. And that really resonated with me because I carry a lot at all times and carrying the burdens, the worries, the woes, the frets. Um, When it comes to Lenny, particularly in terms of, you know, well-being, um, I've spent a lot of time and energy and bandwidth trying to protect my child and keep them alive. And so I, having had this experience with my own child, it very much mirrors what I think of when I think of my mom, because my mom was the quintessential sandwich zoner too. My parents, you know, bought a house 
in California. Um, their parents at the time on both sides, my father's mom and my mom's parents lived in Jamaica. But over a course of time, my grandparents came to California and settled here and they lived um, out their years here. And my maternal grandparents were just down the street and around the corner from us. So that, ooh, I, I mean, it is really wild how much buzzing is happening in my head right now in terms of, it's like a ping pong machine of all these ideas. Um, and it's like putting this jigsaw puzzle together as I verbally process it out. So bear with me, bear with me. Um, I feel like, oh man, I don't even remember what I was talking about. This is so wild. Okay. I'm, I'm not quite sure where I was. Maybe in editing. (laughs) I'll figure it out in insert here. Um, So I was, I think I was talking about the parenting stuff. So my experience as a mom was very much informed by watching my mother. So my grandparents all came to the United States and this is where I was going, is that I watched my mother take care of her parents until their respective deaths. And there's there's a long history of longevity in my family. So they were in their 90s when they passed away. So also, my mom had a brother that had substance abuse issues and I think mental health issues. Um, and she cared for him as well. So I saw my mom caring for her parents and sibling. And she had three kids, four years apart. Uh, My brother's four years older than me. My sister's 19 months older than me and then me. So within a four year span, three kids and all of our issues... (laughs) She suffered from terrible migraine headaches when I was younger. I mean, to the point where she had to be in complete darkness. Um, So there was that, you know, this. So as I have felt maxed out and stretched too thin and spread too wide as a sandwich zone person, That's exactly how I saw my mom move through the world. And so there's this thing, this connection that I have with my mom. I said before, oftentimes we will show up to an event wearing the same color. There is just a deep and powerful and abiding connection. 
So I, oh my goodness, this is so wild. There are so many threads that are being woven together in my head right now that, you know, they're being woven and you can't quite see the full picture yet, but you know, it's all going to come together in the end. (laughs) That's how I feel my mind is working right now. So I had the imprint of how my mother uh, kind of went through the parenting sandwich zone and knowing firsthand how much I have carried, how much it's affected me, how much love I have for my children and I mean, just immeasurable devotion and love and I would do anything and everything to protect my children and ensure their safety, happiness, and well-being. And I believe that those are traits that I inherited from my mother. You know, my mom. And I just, ah, there's a lot. So I, in my experience, have not felt anger towards my mom. I have not, you know, gotten in knock down drag outs. You know, I love talking to my mom. I talk to my mom every day almost. And so it is a powerful and meaningful connection that I have. I'm, I'm, have been in my lifetime and especially in my younger years, I've been really fearful of my mom's death, just feeling like, I don't know, we are so close and I don't know how I'm going to handle it. And I'm afraid. And it's an interesting thing because I think I see that same fear in my child. And I think Lenny holds a lot of fear that something catastrophic is going to happen and And so I'm seeing all of these, I don't know, it's kind of like these reflections of one another in my life. So all this to say, Christine Lang came over to me and shared all this information. And now I'm thinking, here's where I'm going to try to make the threads come together. And we had this conversation, interestingly, at dinner too, and somebody was saying that was a good skill skit that I have, that I can, (laughs) um, yeah. Anyway, here's where they, they come together. Remember how I talked about my mom's back injury and, or back condition, and I went to the, the doctor Dr. Bay, I, when I got out of that appointment, I knew I was not going to pay out of pocket for a spine surgery. I told my mother, Mom, I think I found the surgeon for you. 
because I went to him and I wanted him to do my back surgery. But he doesn't take insurance. But he does take Medicare. And Medicare is what my parents have. And so, long story short, Dr. Bay ended up doing my mom's back surgery. My mom is bionic now, has, you know, like 14 different rod screws, plates in, in her back. And that surgery was incredibly successful and gave my mother her life back because she was at the point where it was, if this pain is going to continue like this, I'd rather die pain. And that is what led her to consider having spine surgery where she had said never, never would she do that. It got so bad, the pain got so bad that she considered doing something she had never said she'd do. And ultimately that doing that is what gave her relief. So I'm just going to leave this here. I've been having severe neck and shoulder pain in my left side. My mom's initial surgery was a lumbar surgery. That's where I had my issue before too. Lumbar, the cyst. Since my mom's surgery, which was in 2020, my mom really has cervical spine issues and has been having, here we go, excruciating pain in her left side that radiates down her arm and it's so painful she cannot sleep and it was only tonight after I got back to my room where I am realizing my pain that I'm feeling in my arm is the exact pain that my mom has had and is afflicted with deeply and suffering right now to the point where she is considering talking to someone about potentially having surgery, even though she says she doesn't want to have surgery at all, you know, for the rest of her days. So I had this aha, and I think this isn't even where I thought I was going to go when I put the voice memo together, but I had the thought today, what if my neck and shoulder pain manifested to call Christine Lang into my field of awareness so that I could get firsthand relief from her, but it really would be for my mom. Oh, did I just find my mother's next healing practitioner? This is so incredible. So I have received my intuitive medical uh, healing from Dr. Lang today. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to sleep because it's, it's just like so much is, is racing through my head with these threads. However, I already 
feel like something's shifting. So we'll see. I will tell you in some future mic moment what's next. But right now, I am just putting a ton of pieces of things together in my head. And it's a lot. Okay, that's it for now. So those were my thoughts Friday night or early Saturday morning, I guess, really. The first night of my retreat in Atlanta. Here's the follow-up, the epilogue, if you will. Well, not even epilogue, because I think it's going to be an ongoing saga. Um, so during our Saturday sessions, Christine comes to check on me. And I share with her this thing, this epiphany I've had about maybe I have called you into my life to give my mother relief for you to be a healing vessel for her. And Christine looked at me and said, no, Karen, you called me into your life to be a source of healing for you. And now is the time for you to stop feeling like you have to be responsible for everyone else's healing and be the fixer for everyone. And wow, 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 that just, that got me in the gut because I see how I have tried to fix, manage, and control every aspect of those that I love to protect them, to care for them, to help them find relief from suffering. And now I think begins the chapter where I take agency over my own healing and let my loved ones do the same for themselves. So I am really sitting with a lot and I continue to ponder and reflect and have things revealed to me about how I have moved through my life in this role of sort of chief caretaker. So uh, I'm sure <laughs> that I will have many, many more reflections um, in the next coming months. And I'm doing a follow-up session with Christine Lang, who, by the way, is not a medical doctor. And I know at the end of my note, I call her Dr. Lang. And I think that comes from my upbringing of, you know, having titles for people. But Christine is a former lawyer like me. I can now say that I'm a former lawyer. Um, so she is a juris doctor. So the doctor thing, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in there. Um, but yeah, I expect that I will be 
continuing to glean new insights as to what I need to let go of and what I need to embrace in this next chapter. So until next time, take good care and go out and do something that brings you joy. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne. That's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in the show notes and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list and take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.